Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I have a message today for your parents and guardians just before we start our story. We'd like to ask you to please consider becoming a member on our Patreon page. Patreon is a membership app and website that allows you to support our work in providing calming bedtime stories to children of all ages. In return, you will continue to receive ad-free stories, extra and exclusive content, and more. Please visit us at patreon.com slash sleeptightstories. The White Cat There was once a king who had three sons, all handsome and brave. But he heard that they wished to reign now instead of waiting until he passed. He decided to give them something to occupy their minds. So he called them to his room and said, You must agree with me, my dear children, that at my great age, I cannot manage the business of my kingdom as I used to. And as I am intending to retire in the country, it seems to me that a clever, faithful dog would be very good company. And I promise you that whoever brings me the most beautiful little dog at once will become the next king. The princes were surprised to hear their father's wish for a little dog, but agreed with pleasure to go in search of one. They said goodbye to the king who gave them money and jewels, announcing that in a year he should expect them to return all on the same day and at the same hour, bringing to him their little dogs. Then the princes set out, each by a different road, agreeing in a year's time to meet at a certain place a short distance from their home. The two older brothers met with many adventures, but it is only the youngest that we shall follow. This youngest prince was very courteous, merry, clever, and accomplished. He was tall, handsome, 
and all that a prince should be. Very seldom a day passed without his buying dogs. Little dogs, big dogs, sporting dogs, spaniels, hounds, dogs of all sorts. When he found a beautiful one, and then came across a still better, he let the first one go. For being alone, he could not take care of 30 or 40,000 dogs. He traveled on keeping to one road, until on a certain night, during a storm of thunder and rain, he lost his way. And after some wandering, arrived at a most superb castle where nobody was to be seen but about a dozen mice all holding torches. Other mice pushed him forwards and guided him through one apartment after another, all so rich in precious stones and beautiful paintings. After passing through 60 rooms, the mice stopped him. And here his wet garments were taken away, and he was given the most exquisite clothes to wear. The mice then took him into a banqueting hall, where a little figure, not two feet high, covered with a long black veil, entered, followed by a great procession of cats. The prince was much too astonished to move. The little figure approached him, raising the veil, and he saw the most beautiful white cat he had ever beheld. Addressing the prince, she said, King son, welcome. My feline majesty sees you with pleasure. Madam Cat, replied the prince, it is very good of you to welcome me like this, but you are not an ordinary cat, being able to speak and having this superb castle. After they had talked for a little while, supper was served to them, during which the prince entertained the cat by telling her all sorts of news and he discovered that she was well informed as to what was taking place in the world. When supper was over, various cats came in, dressed in fancy costumes, and danced a ballet. Then the white cat said goodnight to her visitor, and the mice which had guided him before led him to a bedchamber. Early the next morning, the mice woke him up, and after he dressed in handsome hunting costume, he was led to the courtyard, where he found the white cat on the back of a splendid monkey, with about 500 other cats assembled, all ready for the chase. Never had the prince enjoyed anything so much for although mounted upon only a wooden horse, he rode at a great pace. Day after day passed in such delights 
the prince almost forgot his own country. A year passes very quickly when one has no care or trouble and is enjoying life. But the white cat knew when the prince should return home and reminded him, saying, Don't you know you have only three days to look for the little dog for your father and that your brothers will have found the most beautiful? Then the prince came to himself and cried, By what charm have you made me forget what is so important? Where shall I find the dog and a horse swift enough for such a journey? And he was in great distress. The white cat comforted him, however, saying that the wooden horse would take him to his journey's end quickly enough, and that she herself would also provide the little dog. Then she handed to him a walnut, saying, Put your ear to this shell, and you will hear him barking. So the prince met his brothers, and they came into the king's presence. The two elder sons had brought little dogs so delicate and small that one hardly dared to touch them, and none could decide which should have the kingdom. Then the youngest took from his pocket the nut the cat had given to him. And there was seen a little dog so tiny that it could go through a ring without touching it. He was also able to dance and play the castanets while his ears touched the ground. The king was embarrassed, for it was impossible to find a flaw in this lovely little creature. However, as he did not desire to part with his crown just yet, he declared that they had succeeded so well in their first quest that now he should like them to search by land and sea for a piece of linen so fine that it would pass through the eye of a very small needle. Then the three princes set out once more, but the youngest mounted his wooden horse and returned at once to the white cat, who was rejoiced to see him, and the second year passed by as quickly as the first had done. When the day came round appointed by the king for the return of his sons, the two elder appeared before him, and without waiting for the arrival of their brother, displayed their pieces of linen, which were a fineness quite astonishing. But although they would pass through the eye of a large needle, through the small needle the king had selected, they would not go. There was much murmuring at this, and while the brothers were disputing the king's decision, 
a charming sound was heard of trumpets and other musical instruments. It was the youngest prince who arrived in a chariot provided for him by the white cat. After respectfully greeting his father and embracing his brothers, he took out of a jeweled box a nut which he broke. On breaking the nut, he found a cherry stone. The stone was broken, and there was the kernel. In the kernel was a grain of corn. In the grain of corn, a seed. And within that, a piece of linen so fine that it passed six times through the smallest needle's eye. And on it were exquisite paintings of people and places. The king heaved a deep sigh and turning to his children said, Nothing pleases me in my old age so much as you fulfilling my desires, and I wish for you to prove it once more. Travel for a year, and he who at the end of the year brings home the most beautiful girl shall marry her and be crowned king on his marriage. I promise you that I will not defer this reward any longer. Our prince saw the injustice of all this. His little dog and piece of linen were worth ten kingdoms, not only one. But he was too well brought up to go against his father's wishes. And mounting his chariot, he returned to the white cat's castle. Well, king's son, said the white cat, you have returned once more without your crown. Madam, answered the prince, your gifts should have gained it for me. But I am convinced that the king would have more pain in giving it up than I should have pleasure in possessing it. Never mind, she replied, you shall not neglect anything that may deserve it. And if you must conduct a beautiful girl to your father's court, I will look for one so that you may gain the prize. Meanwhile, let us be happy. If the cat had not taken pains to remember the time when he must return to the court, the prince would surely have forgotten it. On the evening before, she told him that she would bring him to one of the most beautiful princesses in the world. The cat told the prince that if he was truly her friend, he would send her away from the castle forever and that the beautiful princess would be sent to him. The prince argued with his friend the cat until finally he agreed. Tears flowed from the prince's eyes as he sent her away into the woods. As he turned to go back into the castle, the most 
marvelous things happened. The body of the white cat grew large and was changed into that of a girl. Her whole appearance beautiful beyond words. Then there entered an immense number of lords and ladies, who carrying their cat skins, or with them thrown across their shoulders, came and cast themselves at the feet of the queen, expressing their joy at seeing her again in her true form. She received them all with a kindness which showed the goodness of her heart, and then turning to the prince, she told the story of her life, and how by a wicked spell she had been changed into a white cat. But it is you, my prince, who has freed me, she concluded. As soon as I saw you, I knew my troubles were at end. They set out in a splendid carriage. As they drew near the castle where the three brothers were to meet, the queen entered into a little crystal rock ornamented with precious stones. And this was carried by richly dressed young men. The prince who had remained in the carriage saw his brothers approaching with wondrously beautiful ladies. On being questioned, he told them that he had brought a little white cat. They began to laugh at him and drove on, followed by the young prince, while after him was brought the crystal rock. Arriving at the palace, the two elder princes dismounted with their marvelous princesses. The king received them graciously and did not know who to award the prize to. He looked at his youngest son and said, This time, then, you have come alone? Your majesty will see in this rock a little white cat who meows sweetly and has soft little velvet paws answered the prince. The king smiled and himself went to open the rock. But as he came near, the queen, with a touch, made it shatter to pieces. And from out of it she appeared like the sun that has been hidden by clouds. Her fair hair was spread over her shoulders and fell in waves to her feet and she was dressed in a gown of white and rose color. She made a deep curtsy to the king, who struck with admiration could not help exclaiming, Here is one who is matchless, and she deserves my crown. Sire, she answered, I have not come to take away the throne. I have six kingdoms. Allow me to offer you one, and I will give one of them to each of your sons. In return, all I ask of you is that I might marry this young prince, 
we shall still have three kingdoms. The king and all the court uttered loud cries of joy. The marriage was at once celebrated, also that of the other two princes, and in such a manner that the court spent several months in celebration. Then each one of them departed to rule his kingdom, the white cat making herself ever remembered as much by her kindness and generosity as her rare merit and beauty. <laughs>